You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Let's go right to the phones. And joining us is Chad Lachance. Good morning, Chad. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are you this morning? You know, I'm doing great. We've been talking a lot about the outdoors, of course, and the weather and the changes. A lot more people are going to get out back camping and and hiking and camping with this weather is going to change on us and get some warm weather. And, you know, one of the experiences that one of the elements that makes that a good experience a lot of time is catching something and eating it. And that's no more true than with fishing. And I guess you're going to help us with some tasty ideas. Is that right? Yeah, kind of some hacks, Terry, because one of the things about camping is you don't want to haul the whole kitchen with you, right? So depending on how you're camping, you may not even have the ability to do that. So there's a few things over the years we've done. We filmed some of them for for uh, Fistful Tinker as well. And I did some demonstrations over here at uh, Horsetooth's uh, Larimer County Campgrounds here as part of the uh, their summer education series. But at the end of the day, there's some easy ways to make fish uh, delicious without having to bring a whole bunch of stuff with you. So I thought I'd talk about some of those. That sounds good to me, and you're going to make me hungry, so let's go up. <laughs> well, let's start with the backpacker, because it's starting to get to be the season now where guys are really heading into the backcountry and uh, and and getting, you know, uh, way up in the hills, which is nice. The snow's finally coming off and uh, and all that, and so nobody wants to carry very much weight, but one of the best things a guy can do is go up and eat a couple of brook trout or, or whatever kind of trout that you can catch, and I love to do that but I don't want to carry a bunch of weight and I'm certainly not going to carry my cast iron skillet. So you can put a kit together pretty easy with some, uh, a big piece of heavy duty uh, aluminum foil. And I do recommend heavy duty, not the regular because you're going to have to cook with it a little bit rustically. And I'll get into that. But besides that aluminum foil, which now becomes your vessel, uh, the way to make your fish taste good is a nice hack is to just bring some of those butter packets. You can buy them at the big box stores you can also poach them from KFC or wherever as far as that goes. But I realize somebody's going to yell, that's not real butter. I understand that. But it's got good water content in it as well. So it will add moisture. So you take your fish and a couple packets of those butter, and now you have a good possibility for cooking. And then from there, I will bring something like a gram, gram and a half of salt that has a tiny little bit of citric acid in it. And what that will do is take the place of lemon juice, or something, or white wine, or whatever acidity we would normally put in hey, there. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Take the place of white wine? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are backpacking, Terry. We are backpacking. Okay, okay, okay. We have okay. a for this one. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, you need a little acidity in the fish and uh, to give it some pop and give it some flavor. Alternately, you can carry those little lemon packets as well, but if you don't want to carry those, a tiny little bit of citric acid, which I use for a lot of stuff in my cooking, mixed in with your salt packet is going to give you an excellent possibility for flavoring your fish. So you can bring little little salt and pepper packets that you can get, again, at, at a fast food place, uh, squeeze butter and either squeeze lemon or add citric acid to your salt and, uh, and bring that up there. And then if you really want to get crazy, a little bit of herb blend. So I threw this whole thing together and put in it, we're talking less than four ounces, three ounces really of aluminum foil, butter, uh, you know, lemon and whatever to make my fish delicious. So then you basically, you know, you gut your fish, you behead it, you wrap it, you squeeze the butter inside the packet, season it with the salt and the herbs and roll the whole thing up and cook it on your campfire. You don't even have to have a jet boil or anything like that. You can do it on an open fire, assuming that's legal. And if not, you can cook it on just about any other heat source you have. So that's one really easy way to make a really delicious brook trout without carrying hardly any weight at all. 
Uh, and they another and they cook so quickly too when you're doing that. I mean, it doesn't take very long to get some really tasty fish. No, no, like a, a ten or eleven inch brook trout, a couple of those in a packet of foil will cook in like fifteen minutes if your fire's even remotely warm because the foil will do an excellent job of holding all the moisture inside there and it'll let some of the fat in the fish render and season it uh, as well or flavor it as well. So you don't lose any nutrients. You don't lose any flavor. It's uh, it's easy to pack your trash out. It's not heavy. So super delicious. Um, another hack that I like if you're car camping, let's say you're car camping. Uh, everyone likes pancakes and all that. I assume you're car camping. You have a heat source, a stove or a griddle. Uh, a little bit of Bisquick or pre-mixed stuff uh, like Bisquick can go a long ways towards making your fish really crispy and delicious. And you can use it either uh, with beer or Sprite or even water or milk or any number of other things to make it into a batter very easily. And it makes a very crispy batter. Or you can just roll it on fish dry and fry it, and it's really good that way as well. So that's a real good hack. And then you have the same ingredient. You don't have to carry different things. It's the same ingredients you would use to make your pancakes or your waffles. Or you can also make little fish dumplings I've done as well. You take some fish and throw it in a quick boil, uh, tear it up with a fork, mix it up with the Bisquick into a little dumpling and fry it. And you have little fish balls that are delicious. So that's another good little hack there. And then one of my absolute favorites, which I even do at home, but to make it easy for a camping or a lakeside preparation is to take a a little Tupperware dish of some sort, put some mayonnaise in it, put some lemon juice in it or some white wine in it. And then whatever seasoning flavors you like uh, with fish, put that in your mayonnaise and then take that mayonnaise and then go catch yourself a walleye or a pike or some kind of fish that you're going to fillet brush it straight on the fish, right on the meat. Just rinse it, pat it dry, brush that mayonnaise right on the meat, and then throw it on a griddle of any kind or a cast iron skillet or whatever your heat source is. The mayonnaise will keep it from sticking. It will lubricate the flesh very nicely. It'll season and flavor it very nicely. And then all the seasonings that you put in that mayonnaise are already done. So you can taste it at home. Make sure you get the balance you want. Make sure everything's perfect. And then all that's contained in one, you know, three-tablespoon thing of mayonnaise so it's very very easy you don't have a lot of stuff to pack and again you can check your seasoning balance at home and make sure it's not too salty or too sour or whatever the case might be biggest thing is it's important to add a little bit of acidity no matter what with fish in my opinion a tiny little bit of acidity goes a long ways with fish or a lot of other food but especially fish and uh, so make sure you get that in your mayonnaise you know i use uh, mayonnaise even cooking salmon at home absolutely mayonnaise is a hack it is. It also makes killer garlic bread, but we don't need to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but a, a, another one that I really like, and I learned this one in Mexico, this is particularly if I'm going to go somewhere where I'm dealing with a little bit stronger flavored fish, like maybe maybe white bass or wiper or maybe pike, uh, where we're dealing with pike, is to go kind of a Veracruz style. So it goes right back to kind of the mayonnaise. Take a cup of Tupperware dish. Uh, some chopped tomatoes, some capers, some olives, some onion, uh, again, a little bit of acidity of some kind, a little bit of wine in there. Mix all that together in your Tupperware dish at home. And then when you fillet your fish, you can either put that in a foil packet with it, or you can put it in a skillet with it, or you can put it over a fire. But that Veracruz 
mixture of stuff. And there's, it could be a variety of things, but basically classically you're going to have capers and the stuff I listed, uh, very, very good on a piece of fish, a piece of grilled fish, a piece of roasted fish, but it's, it's a strong flavor profile. So I don't want to necessarily do that with a perfect fresh walleye. You know, I'm going to do that with something that's got maybe a little bit more robust flavor to it. And again, you prep it all at home and you don't have to carry a whole bunch of stuff with you when you're camping and it's easy to clean up. Now, folks, if you are listening and you want these tips, I will post this uh, this segment on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Uh, you know, Chad, it's just eating some of the fish you catch is just part of the experience. Real quick, though, we got about two, three minutes left. I want to switch gears on you. And how's the water level and the bite at Horsetooth? Uh, water level still coming up. It's uh, it's within about 18 inches of full pool at this point. So it's uh, it's there's a lot of water in the pond right now. Um, it, all the trees, everything's all flooded out. The bite has been hit or miss. The weather's really keeping it um, kind of all over the board. I go out one day and I'm just absolutely nuking them, and then you have to completely change it up to catch them again the next day. So there's definitely fish biting, but I'm not sure if they're moving around or if they're biting in short windows. But uh, but it's not easy to catch fish right now. It's easy to catch small fish right now, but to catch, you know, the fish we all like to catch, they're not that easy to catch right this minute. I think part of that has to do with the fact that the bass are in a post-spawn deal and the water's come up so much uh, and there's a ton of bait. I mean, if you go walk the banks right now, there's tons of tadpoles and tiny little yellow perch and little bass and little, you know, all the different species, and there's tons of that. So, for me to be consistent right now is requiring small lures, like very small lures. And uh, I've been testing a new bait for Berkeley for a while, and um, it's called a power switch, and it's available in a 16th ounce. It's only an inch and a half long, and that's been my most consistent bait right now, which is really unusual for me, as you know. Yeah, it really is. And I think we're we're hearing good fishing and some good bites across the state. But we're also hearing, but most, a lot of those we're hearing from some of the better anglers. The water's come up so fast, and now the water temperatures are going to come up fairly fast again in the next week. Doesn't mean the fish aren't eating. It just means there's a lot of change going on. They they end up getting repositioned because of the changing water levels and temperatures, I think, and, and with the bait now starting to spawn. Yeah, absolutely. There is uh, It is definitely a volatile fishery right now. And like I said, I'm not sure if they're not always just not biting or they're moving around a bunch. I think it's a combination thereof. But um, there's definitely fish to be caught. And the fish are, are like I said, coming off the spawn. The bass here are looking really rough, to be honest with you, Terry. They had a really rough spawn. About one out of every three I catch is beat up pretty bad. And to the point where I've actually laid off on them some because I feel kind of bad for them. They took a beating this year during the spawn. But uh, they're off that now, and they're all healing up and starting to get their act back together. The walleye bite for me has been been inconsistent, which has been the same for a couple of years. There are definitely some walleyes to be caught, but you need to fish probably late in the evening is the best bet for that. And then all the rest of the species, the trout are roaming and doing doing what they do. Uh, trollers are catching them high in the water column for sure, uh, and doesn't seem to matter where you troll. I mean, you can troll down the main lake or South Bay or any of the pockets any of the coves, there's definitely trout to be had. And they're anywhere from about, I don't know, 10 inches to 10 pounds. So it's just a matter of which ones you run into. And then there's a few of the wipers in here. They keep stocking a few every year. 
they are not white bass. They are wipers. So I'm hoping people will keep those, uh, put them back in here. I've seen some significant harvest on those, but they're not stocking very many of them. And they will get huge if they get an opportunity in here. But uh, but I'm seeing a lot of them leave as, as 10 to 12 inches. So hopefully uh, some guys will let off on some of those. But they are available, and uh, and you can catch a few of those. But, again, they're where you find them. All right. We are out of time, my friend. Uh, people want more information from you. It's Fishful Thinker on social media and fishfulthinker.com. Yes, sir, and YouTube as well. And I'd appreciate it very much if they'd check it out. All right. We will talk to you again soon, Chad. Thanks. Chad LaChance, right, always a great resource. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll wrap up this week's edition of Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.